This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Triple eight seven four seven back is the phone number, uh, or maybe you were happening to be uh, watching the radio show just a moment ago. Um, we normally don't do this, uh, start the show with interviews, but we're going to make a fabulous exception today uh, because we have not talked to this person yet, and we're very excited to. Uh, this is the uh, vice presidential candidate uh, on uh, the ticket under uh, Evan McMullen. Uh, it is Mindy mm-hmm. Finn uh, who uh, joins us now. Uh, Mindy, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Good morning. Oh, wow. So we had just uh, three months ago, we started out this, uh, uh, I don't know, a relationship with uh, Mr. Evan McMullen. And we said, you know what? Hey, we don't know who you are. Tell us who you are. Now you're on the ticket and we're going to ask you the same question. Who are you and, and why are you running? Sure. Um, well, I'm running um, largely because I think the two candidates that we have in the Republican Party and the Democratic Party are unfit for the highest office in the land. They're going to take America um, in a dangerous direction. And over half of the voters, well over half of the voters, are dissatisfied with these options. They're looking for an alternative that they can be proud of, um, a campaign that is principled and a new generation of leadership. And, and that's what we're offering. Um, um, I, go ahead. No, tell us a little bit about your background. Where, where do you come from? Uh, what, what have you done up until now? Sure. Well, um, I'm from Texas. I grew up uh, in Kingwood, Texas. Most of my life, I up with a single mom who started a, a business, um, counting business out of our house. So she was a work from home mom before it was cool. Um, and I helped her out with that. But um, I spent time um, advising um, many candidates um, within the Republican Party infrastructure for many years. Um, started a small business of my own where we employed um, many people. I sold that business. I've run a couple other businesses. I worked within the tech industry for Twitter. Um, I was one of Twitter's first employees. Um, in Washington, D.C., um, and I've spent a lot of my career outside of that dedicated to political reform, recognizing that government was not working for the people the way it should, um, that it was too expansive, too big. Um, there was way more innovation in the private sector that, um, first of all, should be addressing most of these issues, but also could be brought to bear in the areas that we do need government um, and encouraging many other people to run for office and helping them. And this is now my opportunity to walk the walk. Really cool. I mean, it's, it's an interesting thing. I mean, seeing where you guys are polling now uh, in uh, Utah in particular, but seemingly there's some growth in throughout the Mountain West and some other states as well. Uh, first of all, what is it like to wake up one day and realize you're four points away from uh, electoral votes? I mean, this is crazy. I mean, we haven't seen a third party candidate mm-hmm. win an electoral vote since 1968. And you guys who started, you know, just, I mean, a number of weeks ago, 
are close to maybe pulling this off. What, what is it like to go through that experience? Well, it's incredible. Um, it's history making. Um, I think what we are doing is so incredibly important. Um, it is critical to the future of our republic. Um, you know, it, it will be the future of, of the republic, frankly. And, and so to be here at this point, I joined the ticket just a little over a week ago. Um, it's not lost on me the gravity, um, the responsibility that we have. You know, I try to kind of stay centered by recognizing that uh, while I have a responsibility to kind of be a light, we're offering voters a glimmer of light in what's been a sea of darkness for many of them in this election. Um, that, you know, we are um, individual people. I am one person and I'm playing a, a part in this movement because it really is a movement. Um, you know, there are millions of people in this country who could have stepped up um, into this role. Evan decided to, I decided to, we're the voice for those people and happen to bring um, significant public policy experience um, and innovative, fresh ideas to the table. And so it's just incredible to see voters latching onto that and just really inspiring the message that we get from them about how, you know, we're an answer to their prayers. Um, it is just an incredible feeling. Uh, Mindy, as far as you're concerned, what what are the, like, give us the top three issues we face right now in this country. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's the, um, we have to beat ISIS. Um, so that is number one for us. Um, I think why we're such a powerful ticket. Evan has a lot of experience in that area. Um, I have a lot of experience in how ISIS is being recruited digitally and how propaganda is spread. Um, so we bring that. So that is number one. Um, our national debt. Um, we are weaker in the world because we're at $19 trillion in debt. We have to get that under control. Um, for Evan and me, our plan is um, that we just have to have the courage to reform entitlements. Um, it's just there is no happy ending if we continue on the road that we're on. Um, so that's there. For me, education is a really big issue. It doesn't get a lot of play in the election, but it is absolutely clear that our education system is failing Americans. Um, not only are do people not have the knowledge they have, but all the way up to higher education, people are not prepared for the jobs that are available and that are needed in today's economy. Um, and it is just old and um, being um, saddled with the burdens of uh, bureaucracy right now. Um, so for me, um, there's a lot of issues on the table, but those are the first, those are three that um, I would I would name to start. And and t- taking on ISIS and defeating them, uh, what does that look like for for you and Evan? How what how does that manifest itself? Yeah, I mean, well, if there's a red line, we have to enforce the red line. And that means that we have to be willing to um, get a get aggressive, um, deploy military action where necessary. Um, the fact that we didn't enforce the red line is why Assad has felt that, um, you know, we have no credibility. And he continues to perform the uh, mass atrocities that he's performing in Syria right now. Um, we've seen the horrifying pictures from Aleppo, the pictures that have gone around the world uh, and so um, that is what it looks like. And neither candidate, um, Donald Trump and, and Hillary Clinton, um, are willing to approach it in that way. Does that mean ground troops? Um, I think it means, um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think that would be the first line of defense. It means everything is on the table, but we absolutely have to enforce it. Mindy, you're in a unique position. If you were elected, you'd be the first female vice president in the United States. Uh, you're running against someone who wants to be the first vice or first female president of the United States. And you're also running against Donald Trump, who has uh, he's in a bit of an interesting couple of weeks here when it comes uh, to uh, the way he's interacted with females in, in, in the past. What is your reaction at looking at sort of the landscape here um, as you see Trump going through what he's going through and, and what he's been doing throughout his life and, and also the way Hillary Clinton is talking about these types of issues. Yeah, I mean, so the gender dynamic here is that 
I think Hillary Clinton came into this race, um, you know, playing heavily into the fact that she could be the first woman president, um, hoping that women would vote for her simply because she was a woman. Um, we have seen that has not played out. Um, particularly younger women were very hesitant to get on board with her. Um, so the, there's there's very little of that. People supporting her simply becomes a woman. Now with Donald Trump cratering, I think we see more of that. Um, but, you know, the gender play has not been there as much as we thought. Now, in the past couple of weeks, um, with the uh, revelations coming out about Donald Trump's past, um, you know, it's so different than things we already knew about him, frankly, but we've just seen it on camera. Um, seeing that's not just, you know, how he acts in public, but how he acts in private and the fact that some things you were talking about, um, are, um, you know, sexual assault, groping women, um, without consent, um, which, you know, I think by most interpretations is illegal. And so given that, um, you see just this great, um, um, exit by men and women, but certainly women, um, in the Republican party. It's not just so much that they are um, turned off by Donald Trump's actions, that they think his actions are abomination. Um, I think they're not so surprised. It's the, it's the number of people who are defending his actions um, and just calling it, you know, writing it off as locker room talk. I think that is going to have longstanding, irreparable damage to the Republican Party, potentially the conservative movement, which is why Evan and I, we're building a new conservative movement um, where we are very clear that all people are created equal, men, women, race, color, creed, um, and uh, objectifying women in this way, treating them like second class. There is no room for that. Um, but just because you believe that all men are created equal doesn't mean that you would embrace the kind of platform that Hillary Clinton puts forth, which is just a massive um, expansion of the executive branch, takes us further into debt, it brings tired policies to the bear. So I think this is why we are so compelling as a ticket, is we have the right principles, they're foundational constitutional principles, um, but you don't have to be um, concerned that we're going to say things that, you know, you, your children couldn't watch on television um, or that you have to be embarrassed by. That would be a refreshing change, actually. That would, <laughs> that would be pretty nice, as would, now you mentioned conservatism. That's been the biggest problem for many of us in, in this race. There's just nowhere for conservatives to turn. We, there's just nowhere to turn because certainly not Hillary Clinton, who's essentially a Marxist. Uh, Donald Trump is a, a liberal and has been his entire life. Then you, you go to the Libertarian Party and that guy identifies with Bernie Sanders on 75% of issues. I mean, there's just nowhere to go. So, what are the conservative policies that conservatives could be drawn to by, by your ticket? Um, well, first of all, I mean, we just believe um, that we have to go back to the Constitution. We have to protect and defend the Constitution. Um, we don't see the major party candidates doing that. So that is a foundational point. Um, you know, we believe in free market principles um, that we have to rely on the free market. That is the only way towards wealth and prosperity. It's how we've gotten where we are. Um, and it's, it's what will allow us to grow in the future. Uh, we are pro-life, um, we're pro-Second Amendment. Um, so we are, um, you know, if you look up and down the line, um, we are conservative to the core. Um, but we are also people who know how to get things done. And we are open to hearing the diversity ideas, being thoughtful and making the best decisions to move our country forward. Um, and so, I, I mean, I, that kind of centering, bringing a conservative vision to the bear, being that alternative that you said that just has not been there to this point, is why we are gaining steam as fast as we are. Mindy, one of my favorite politicians in the world is uh, Daniel Hannon, uh, who is from the UK. And he, uh, he did something really interesting, which was he 
started his political career fighting for the separation from the European Union. And the way he did that was to get a job as a member of parliament to the European Union. And he fought his entire career for what essentially turned into Brexit and was successful. And when he was successful, his job was toast. He no longer had a gig. And that idea of running for office to lower the amount of power you might have is something I think Americans really you know, really want to believe their politicians will do. Are you guys, once you get in there and you have this power, are you willing to limit the power of the executive branch and shrink government? Absolutely. We want to return power to the states. I mean, this for us, this is about serving the public interest. Um, you know, speaking for Evan, certainly I can speak for myself. Um, I didn't have aspirations that I needed to be in office. I need that power. We are about serving the public interest. What serves the public interest is re- returning to um, the separation of powers, the balance of powers between the federal, uh, between the executive, legislative, and judicial branches that has gotten entirely out of whack. And it also means returning power back to the states. The states are crippled um, in debt because of what they're having to pay, um, what their, their citizens are having to pay to the federal government. They can't even afford to do things within their own states. I also think that the what makes America strong is um, is everyday Americans in localities and communities and cities across this country um, who are working hard, raising their families, um, contributing to their communities, helping their neighbors, and that's just going to make them strong. And they're being crippled by our government right now. We have no interest um, in <laughs> accumulating power for ourselves. It's about strengthening America, returning us back to these founding principles that made us the most powerful nation on earth um, in a century, um, in, in record time. Um, I think it's the only way forward if we want to remain um, on top because we're in trouble right now. So, Mindy, how can people help if they, if they want to? Go to EvanMcMullen.com, um, sign up. Um, we have organization in, in all the states, um, so please do that. If you're willing, give a contribution. I mean, what's been incredible is watching the number of people donating, um, you know, 15, 25, 50, a hundred dollars. Um, you know, that, that the number of people who are doing that right now is just exponentially greater than even what it was a few days ago. We need that to be able to get this message out. Our biggest barrier right now is name ID. It's, um, in the short time we have ensuring people know we exist. Once they do, our conversion rate is incredibly high. So, uh, if you could contribute a bit, that would be incredible. At minimum, sign up to volunteer and just continue to post about us online and talk to your neighbors and friends. Um, you know, this is a very distributed organization where we have hundreds of thousands, you know, a million people across the country who are working on behalf of the campaign. And um, that could be any of you. All right. Vindy Finn uh, from the McMullen Finn ticket. Uh, good luck with everything. And we hope to talk to you again. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me Thanks. on. All right. There you go. Jeffy right. uh, was going to uh, <clears throat> give access to his bank account uh, to, the, to, to the campaign. However, it is a negative balance account. Um, so it would not necessarily assist the campaign. Amazingly, the bank expects it to be in the positive above category. zero before yeah. they let me take uh, any yeah. more Sticklers. out of Sticklers. That's a weird policy. That's Just a weird policy. Sticklers. It's certainly right? the policy of Washington, D.C., I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, but apparently the banks have that still. Uh, all right. Our friends at My Patriot Supply, uh, they've got you covered. If you have been putting this off and putting it off and putting it off for a really long time, uh, getting prepared for any sort of emergency, whether it's you know a job loss or uh, a three-day emergency because you've had a flood in your area or... Yeah. An earthquake or or a hurricane or a tornado or whatever the case may be, uh, this is a great chance to get 
prepared with four weeks worth of food for a really good price. Yeah, a good example. There's a huge scare with uh, Hurricane Matthew recently. My, yeah. my mom lives on an island uh, in on the coast uh, there, and, and she had to deal with, she had to evacuate the area. Um, and she didn't know what was going to happen. She didn't know how long it was going to be until she could get back to her place. Right. You know, no one knew. Uh, now, luckily, it didn't hammer her community as hard as it hammered, hammered some others. But it's good to be prepared for this stuff because you, mm-hmm. you, you know, once once you've ar- once you've already, uh, you know, once the hurricane's on the way, the stores get cleaned out. You can't load up on food. Take care of this easy, basic need with my Patriot Supply today. Protect your family. Get them prepared for only ninety nine dollars for. Well, four weeks. Uh, it's a great deal. Um, four weeks of food for $99 uh, under any circumstance is a great deal. But this is specifically designed uh, so that you can have good tasting food in the middle of whatever might come. We got we to gotta do a Spoons episode with My Patriot Supply. Yes. Got to do that. Yes. And, and show just how good this food is. Jeffy's wife, by the way, uh, pointed out because someone tweeted to us. Uh, they sh- just took a picture of something from My Patriot Supply that they had mm-hmm. and then just put uh, Jeffy hashtag milk. Um, which uh, is apparently what Jeffy likes with everything. He, I don't know if you noticed this at all. Yeah, that was the, but, the dessert packages from from uh, my pantry supply, right? Was, yeah, yeah. And so Amber, uh, uh, Jeffy's uh, lovely wife, pointed out to us that we should uh, include her on that because she will make delicious things with my Patriot Supply food. Nice. And I mean, since she's uh, offering, got to do it. Got to do it. Triple eight four eleven fifty two ninety is right. the number uh, to call. Uh, Limit uh, of two per <laughs> caller. Again, you can go online, preparewiththeblaze.com, preparewiththeblaze.com, or call them at 888-411-5290. The experts at web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. Uh, So later on, I'll be showing my shingles uh, live on the air. It'll be great. Wonderful. Jeffy wants to see him. I do, actually. He wants to see him. it's really it's fine, pretty, it's fine, pretty nasty. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Uh, it's fun. Yeah. I mean, we could, you know, we got time right uh, now, right? Yeah, we got time. You know, you want to see them? I'll just unbutton my shirt and uh, show you my shingles. No, I'd rather not have your shirt off. Goes for multiple all reasons. the way through here, multiple and around reasons. the back, multiple. Reasons. Seriously, it's all the way around the all yeah, the way from oh, the yeah. front of the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Oh, said, uh, in, oh, it hurts like a mother. Uh, I bet. Yeah, unending amount Itching? of reasons. I don't want your shirt off. And is there on itching ending? or anything? Yeah, yeah. Like, I can't it think itches of itches and hurts so incredibly bad with itch- at the same time. All right, all right. At the same time, uh, I can't we talk that. about something a little bit more appetizing? Plus, it like makes you feel like you have the flu as well. 
Okay, good, good. I'm yeah. glad you're here, by the way. Thank you for showing up. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you for I, powering through your shingles and coming what, into work. They're not contagious. That's wonderful. I know. They're I, not contagious. I give you lots of respect. Thank you so much for doing it. You should have given more respect if we could Damn see hard. them. Okay. Now, I could be out for a month. Is Can that we, what you'd like? Yes. Would you like that? Yes. yes Start it would. now. Like that, wouldn't you? Both of you. <laughs> Go. We'll do this. We'll have I'll, me and the audience. Will I should have nailed of these damn things to the roof. Like I, I, I don't know why I forgot and nailed them to my chest and my back, my ribs. You forgot? <laughs> I forgot. That's I don't that. know why. Can we bring Grover back? From Grover was much better. <laughs> Grover. We had Grover sitting in your seat yesterday. Who's Grover? Grover. Grover. The stupid Grover thing. The oh, the, okay. Uh, okay. Bring him back. Speaking of creepy. Uh, we, uh, we should talk about yet, Donald Trump and his, uh, is that the allegations happening last night? There were five total women. Some, some of them were, I would say, felt sort of believable. Some of them, I think you could have honest questions about whether they were believable or not. Um, so the, uh, the New York Times were the first two that came out. New York Times uh, had one woman who said 30 years ago they were on a plane together, sitting in first class before Donald Trump had his pers- private jets. And while they were sitting there, uh, he started talking to her, flirted with her, then started to reach over, touch her, grab her boobs, go up her skirt. Okay, she resisted this, went back to first class, never reported it. Okay, and I believe um, in that particular circumstance, she never really told anybody until very recently, within the last year. Okay, so since then, she's told some people. Um, but, uh, you know, can you, can you be skeptical about that one? I mean, I think it's probably fair. A lot of people on the right are saying, come on, that doesn't sound legitimate. Katrina Pearson was on TV going, there are no removable, uh, cause he, she said, I, he, he pushed up the armrest and started and reached over and, and she was on the air saying, well, there are no ar- ar- removable armrests in first class. Now, I don't know if that's true on every plane that's ever, uh, you know, existed, but, uh, that was her point. Um, so that one, okay, it's a long time ago. It, people you didn't know about it necessarily until recently. There's another woman who says that she was uh, kissed on the mouth. She worked in the same building, I believe, as Donald Trump. This is in the mid-2000s, and she did tell people right away. People in her, her orbit knew about this at the time. She never brought it up until he was on stage saying, I've never done this before to anybody. I've never unwillingly kissed someone on the mouse, mouth before. Uh, she found it to be... Uh, what she thought was uh, inappropriate, and he was pushing through it. There was another woman who was in Palm Beach who was, I believe, covering... I'm getting them confused. I believe she was the one... She was at Mar-a-Lago and covered the the beat uh, in Mar-a-Lago of, of Trump and all of his escapades. Um, and um, one, one of them was another situation where he sort of um, uh, making was making moves on her that she was not comfortable with. Another woman... Who came out? I believe that one was. Uh, do we have that on this? Oh, the, this is an interesting one. Um, she's a writer for, I believe, People. So she's an actual employee of People, and she wrote a story uh, about her experience with Trump. She was again doing the sort of Donald Trump beat for a, you know, a, I don't know if it was, uh, I don't remember which magazine it was, and um, she. This was more of a. She, he said. She said that they flirted. Um, she was being flirted with, and she was, you know, generally resisting it, but playing along. She was covering him and trying to get quotes out of him. And at one point, Melania, while pregnant, went upstairs, and he said, "Oh, you need to see this room. This is a beautiful room. I need to show you this." Took her in there, closed the door, and then made his move on her. Um, forced her up against the wall. Said, "We're going to have an affair together." 
uh, you don't know this yet, but we're going to have an affair, um, blah, 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 blah. So there's that. That's at least four of them. Uh, the fifth one, I'm not. I'm, I could be. I don't know if we have. Sounds uh, like who he is, though. I mean, you know, that's look, the sad part of it. Yes. I mean, that's the whole thing. When we first now, started hearing about, you know, Bill Cosby and stuff, nobody believed it. Right. The outsiders didn't believe it because it didn't sound like who he was. Yes. I mean, the insiders obviously did. Now, yeah, and we should point out that the reason why these things have credibility is because there have been multiple cases of this long before he was running for president. Right. I mean, you know, there, you know, there were multiple women who said that he walked into the uh, the Miss Teen USA dressing room, which was bad. Um, and, uh, you know, um, and the, the the women in that contest are between 15 and 19. Right. Um, so he came in and, and did that. There were, I think, four women who said that he came into the dressing room and unwarranted just said, hey, don't worry, I've seen it all before, just about your business, right. <laughs> which is not necessarily a positive. So how many of these things are real? We don't know. He said on Howard Stern previously that he did do that. He went into uh, women, the women's dressing rooms at the beauty contest so he could inspect them, and he was allowed to do it because he owned the pageant. And since he's um, making little jokes like that, you know, which will be his out. Right. Um, I know. It's probably true. I mean, it, you know, probably, because this was not when he was running for president. He was just making right. conversation with Stern. So, you know, is there an issue? I mean, like, for example, I'll give you one that I don't think is that much of an issue. This is the, uh, the, the, the um, another hidden video thing. It's part of a Christmas feature. Shows Trump 46 at the time right. um, talking to a group of uh, are talking about um, a group of 10 year old girls. Watch. Thursday night, you're going up the escalator. I'm going to be dating her in 10 years. Now they're saying that that's a big controversial moment. Come on, he's making a joke about how he uh, dates younger women. I mean, that, yeah. I mean, is it an appropriate joke to say to a 10 year old? Probably not. Um, is it? Uh, is it that big of a deal? No. no. I mean, I think the answer to that is no. If that feels like media overreach. And this is the issue, is when you go on TV and you say, uh, you know, you, you, now you're on record saying that you're doing these things to women in 2005. Then you go on TV and say, I never have actually done any of them. Uh, you open yourself up to women coming out and saying, wait a minute, he did that to me. And so now m- numerous, numerous women have come out. Are some of them fake? I mean, probably. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe. Uh, are some of them real? Probably, maybe. It's hard to tell. I mean, this happened with Bill Cosby as well when the first batches of women came out, as as, uh, as um, Jeffy pointed out. And this kind of happened with Ravels too. I mean, they first yeah. you were yeah, like, yeah, wait yeah. a minute, what? No, wait, really? Because the people and on then, the outside didn't see it. Right. I mean, that's not that's not the him we know. Yeah. And then it piles up and it piles up. And like in the midst of the Cosby thing, there were a couple women that kind of were proved wrong. Right. I, mean, I, I remember one of them has said that they, he was in a specific city on a specific date, and there happened to be flight records of Cosby not being in that city. Um, but I mean, after a while, it became so overwhelming oh, that man. you just couldn't disbelieve. You can't. Yeah. Um, and, it, and that's just a comedian. So even if, even if he never did any of these things, which I, I mean, to, to me, knowing his character, I, I find yes. hard to believe, but. Let's just say he didn't do any of these things. He's got so many political opponents at this time. You just got to imagine there's going to be tons of women that come out, true or not, that say these things at this point. And how do you stop that you know, snowball yeah, from I going mean, downhill? All the ones that aren't true. You have to spend so much time fighting those saying they're not true. You're, you're done. I mean, it's over. Right? I mean, that's all you're spending your time on. That's it. D- disproving something that you shouldn't have had to, had to prove or disprove to begin with. Yeah, this is something he's bragged about his whole life, though. 
I mean, yes. he, he's written about it in his books. He, yes, that's is, who he is. This is him to a T. This is who the guy is. Uh, so it's been interesting to watch uh, Mike Pence kind of uh, try to slither out of some of these uh, allegations and try to change the subject. And I, I guess he was on O'Reilly uh, answering some questions and looked somewhat uncomfortable here. Here's that whole thing. You're going to lose the election if you can't convince more American women to vote for you. So I asked Trump, is there any strategy to target women? And I'm going to ask you that as well. In the campaign, um, you have to get more women to vote for you. Is there any strategy to do that right now? Well, I, I think the strategy is just the message, Bill. I really do believe. I just finished mm -hmm. up a rally uh, here in Virginia, and uh, you see the enormous crowds that come out for Donald Trump. There's women and men who are responding to his so call. We've got to rebuild the military. We've got to stand tall in the world stage. Right. Uh, but honestly, but <laughs> more jobs, more opportunities, more school choice. As I'm campaigning across the country, I see as many women as I do men who are being drawn to that message. Yeah, but the so we're going to continue to drive that and we'll also draw tomorrow. the contrast on ethics between Donald Trump and Hillary okay. Clinton. This avalanche of emails, Bill, is just astounding. Even revelations today that have come out that where where now now John Podesta apparently told a U.S. senator that, that he agreed that the Iranian deal was the worst deal since the 1940s. <laughs> yeah, that, that's uh, the gift that keeps on giving to you guys, that hacked email thing. I mean, you know, O'Reilly is asking tough questions there, and I think he did a good job in that interview. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, Pence is just, look, you can't even listen to a word the guy says at this point. I know. He's completely sold his soul for this. And, yeah. I, and look, I understand when you're a vice president and can't, you can't do anything. I think Pence, a year ago, two years ago, I would have said probably would be a good president. I, I, I don't know how you can go through this process and act this way and def try to defend these things. Uh, and be trustworthy again, at least to me. It's it's disappointing along the lines of uh, Lieberman being Gore's vice president. Yeah. I I didn't think he was that kind of guy, and then he jumped on that ticket and defended all of it's Gore's a, stuff. It's a great point. That's a great comparison. You know, and now you got Pence doing the same thing with Trump. It's it's hard to believe. Because I didn't agree with Lieberman on policy, but I uh -huh. always thought he was a good, upstanding good, yeah. guy, yeah. and that's why they brought Honest, him on. Yeah. I mean, that's why. And then he went on there and and just had to kind of mindlessly defend Al Gore and Bill Clinton, and it yep. was. You know, you, you lose respect for people that way. And look, I understand the, the pressures have got to be enormous on these people. I mean, even, you know, Sarah Palin, when she was running with uh, McCain, kind of came out and, and very rarely disagreed and went along with policies. At the time, I kind of believed, wow, she has to she has to agree with his liberal policies because she's on the ticket. I think now we kind of know that maybe she just kind of agrees with those policies. I think so. Um, but still, at the time, I, I think it makes you form. Um, to the other person. Bush Reagan, same thing. I mean, Bush and Reagan fought, you know, viciously. That's why, that's why you just don't join that ticket, yeah. though. You know, you it, do join the Reagan ticket. You don't join the Trump ticket. Right. More patents, too, coming up in a sec. See, I think the issue with Pence is, you know, he knew his career was over, I think. And he probably thought up. he was in serious danger in Indiana. He didn't know where to go. Christie, I get the same thing. Career is over. Got to get relaxed on to something. The Giuliani thing, I'll never understand. Guy had a great reputation, and now he's just every day on TV making an ass out of himself. I don't get it. Triple Eight Seven Two Seven Beck. Lifetime is doing a very weird online series called The Young Hillary Diaries. I. I guess this is supposed to be the real, I mean, the young Hillary Clinton. And she wants to uh, 
she wants to be student body president at East Plains High School. Uh, so I don't know if this is some way lifetime is going down some road of trying to humanize Hillary Clinton. I mean, this looks so I, horrible. It, it sounded bad. I, I heard only the audio of it. And the actress who's portraying her, I mean, it didn't sound good. No, it looks horrible. What do you Does see it? it? If All you right. haven't seen it, you're, gonna, you got, you're in for a really interesting experience. Here it is from Young Hillary Diaries. Dear Diary, student body president is the dreamiest job a girl could hope for. I'm immensely qualified for office. I'm even thinking I'd like a career in public service. But who knows what the future holds? I'm shocked at everyone's reaction to my campaign. Hitting me. A girl president. Yeah. (laughs) Why? Because there's never been a girl student body president? I was on the campaign trail today when my opponent, whose name I shall not transcribe, thank you, says to me... Hey, dummy, is there anything else you can do with your time? Get a real job in the home. What else should I be doing with my time, good sir? Cultivating my cross-stitching, perfecting the ratio of chocolate chips to batter in my cookies, writing letters to Ringo telling him I also know what it's like to be underappreciated? Surely my fellow Americans are able to view male and female candidates with the same level of respect. This is 1964. In 10 years, I guarantee there will be female heads of state all over the world. I love a parade, don't you? Okay, maybe 20 years. Tops. Unbelievable. Wow, that looks bad. incomprehensible how horrible that looks. I mean, why would you even attempt something that weird well, and stupid? Not to, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to, to talk down to you here, Pat. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you might not have uh, picked up from that video is uh, she's running for student body president. Right. And yeah, I did, Hillary I did, Clinton did today that. is running for president of the United States. The United States, States yeah. So there's similarities yeah. there. She went through this struggle right. in Already. 1964, right. Yeah, and, right, and right. You're, you're not going to pick it up immediately, but there, there's no. a parallel with today. No, I, I kind of did get that. No, yeah, uh, I don't think did. you did, because you wouldn't, you wouldn't be critical I, I, of it. I also got the men bashing uh, aspect so of it. Um, She's probably the only person in high school ever to run for some sort of office and call it hitting the campaign trail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, That's deep. That's, right. That's deep, Jeffy. Thank you. It's deep. That was Thank really, I mean, that's I, mean, I, 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 I honestly saw that, and I'm like, this can't be real. This has to be, uh, it can't be real. And I don't know, maybe it's not. It's that well, it's, bad. It's online, so at least they realize it's not even worthy of Lifetime's channel. Yeah. Their, their actual channel is pretty bad, and they can't even put that slop on it. Is there a business so, model there, though, Pat? I mean, seriously, because if you said, like, if you wrote, you, you put that, cra- it's a crap heap of a show. You throw it on uh, online only, mm-hmm. probably costs almost nothing to produce. Mm-hmm. Uh, and every conservative woman who's watching your network is not going to go near it. But, you know, maybe some of the hardcore liberals will think it's kind of cute and funny. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, obviously, Lifetime makes a lot of <coughs> cheesy stuff anyway, which mm-hmm. a yeah. lot of it around Christmas time I absolutely adore. Uh, but still, that looks really bad. I can't imagine anybody clicking on that. I mean, come on. Really, even if you're a hardcore Hillary supporter, you're, you're going to watch that garbage? <laughs> it's interesting, too, because they get somebody a little bit chunky and, and put her on, and, and she's obviously kind of snotty and snarky and, and uh, kind of has a distaste for men. And 
I mean, it's kind of, I don't know if that's even helpful when you, right. when you actually pull it apart and peel the layers off of the Are you onion. saying you want to unpack it? Uh, unpack it a little bit right. might be an interesting way to phrase that, hmm. that everybody's <laughs> phrasing it that way now. That's really bad. Uh, um, really bad. Maybe she would support the 7% man tax. That's a new uh, policy. I think she probably would. Uh, in, uh, in protest, apparently, of America's sexism towards women. Um, and the, uh, I mean, how many times have we debunked the wage gap on this particular program? People are sick of hearing it. Oh, you've it. tried to, but we all know it exists. It does not. So anyway, uh, the, uh, a, a pharmacy, um, Thompson Chemist's Pharmacy of Soho, have announced all male customers will be subjected to an extra 7% man tax. Good, do that. Uh, uh, let's see how many men come in. Yeah. And pay it. Um, according to you the stores. Go out of freaking business. Yeah. Dumbasses. Yeah. Um, a feminist owner, Jolie Aloni, Jolie Aloni, she uh, implemented the man tax to level the playing field against the sexism. That is unbelievable. Um, Good. We, we thought it would be a great idea with all the political things going on, with Clinton being such a woman and the other guy in his womanizing. Clinton is such a woman. I don't know if you could be more of a woman than being just a woman. Like, I think you're a woman or you're not a woman. I don't know if you could be such a woman, but she is a woman. And that's important. Uh, she, you know, a lot of people are saying she's being sexist, which, of course, she is. Uh, mm-hmm. And also, you're going to lose all your male customers, which is really stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and she's she's even admitting that some couples are pissed off. Yeah. And I'll bet it's a lot more than some. Everybody who's charged with a 7% man tax is, is going to be pissed. And hopefully would go elsewhere. Yeah, you'd think so. That uh, probably would. It's funny because uh, she's about to find out uh, a lesson of the real economy, which is when you raise taxes, uh, things stop happening. They yeah. happen less often. If you raise taxes on, I don't know, income, then people are, have less incentive to earn income. Well, she put it right on her storefront, too. Yeah. All female customers shop tax-free. All male customers are subject to a 7% man tax. Which, by the way, can, I mean... When, when, is that even constitutional? How can it be legal? I mean, I, you know, when you see in, in New Jersey, they had that story multiple years ago now, where they said, ladies' night at bars, free drinks for right. women at yeah. bars, it was, it was, uh, was illegal um, yeah. because of gender discrimination. It's funny, it, she's trying to make this point against sexism and is probably violating the gender discrimination laws that she probably loves. Um, but you know, fantastic. It's pretty good. Um, Irony there I will is say fantastic. Too, have you watched, uh, you, either of you guys ever watched Portlandia, that show? Um, maybe I you clip or two. Yeah, right. we have. And you, and you uh, are a big fan of that show. I like it, yeah. I've, I've watched it, tried to get into it a couple times just because of you. And yeah, there's a couple. Yeah, I mean, it's a sketch comedy show. Um, uh, Fred Armisen is, is uh, one of the stars of it from Saturday Night Live. Um, and it's a funny show. The thing I like about it is one of the few shows on television that mocks liberal culture. Yeah, um, because they're they're basically in and Portland, they're liberals, right? And they're liberals, but they, yeah. and they mock it. They mock it, I think, um, lovingly. Uh, but they're mocking liberal culture, you know, uh, you know, extensive, uh, uh, you know, uh, things about like uh, environmentalism or you know, or ordering organic food and local food at restaurants and like stuff like that. Well, they had this probably my favorite sketch of the entire show is this um, uh, uh, bookstore sketch which they both dress up as sort of older feminist women. 
And it's called, like, Women on Women <laughs> Broke Store or something like that. And it's like this feminist bookstore. It sounds like some, something right. Jeffy would have yeah, on a Jeffy website. Has, yeah, he has a site named that, but it's just something different. <laughs> um, you take away the bookstore. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. So, uh, But the point is, like, they're so annoyingly feminist in this bookstore yeah. that they kick all the men out. They don't let them, um, you know, go to the bathroom when people want to buy books that aren't about women. They chastise them. It's essentially this story, right, in real life. And they picked a real bookstore, I guess, in Portland to do it, which was kind of a feminist bookstore. And like, it's some of the some of the sketches from that series are freaking really funny. I mean, it's it, it, they do a really good job. It's just mocking all the stuff mm-hmm. that we would say you complain about from people who are constantly talking about social justice and all this other stuff. <laughs> anyway, shocking outcome of that story is now the feminist real feminist bookstore hates Portlandia and won't let them film there anymore. Because oh they, were, they were apparently mocking feminism and uh, and not being that feminist enough great. or whatever. And now they've kicked them out of the bookstore and they have a sign on their door that says, like, F Portlandia. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> of course, the well, obvious outcome. Fantastic. It is great. More patents do coming up in a minute. The feed has a great idea uh, while shopping in Soho. Just identify as a woman while you're shopping in her store. There you go. I just don't like, yeah, I don't like their gender normative standards. What do you mean? What, what, what does a transgender person, where's a pansexual pay? Three, five, three and a half percent? What do you This is fantastic. It's been a, a high, a high-profile feature of the show lately. I know. We've yeah. had so much to work with uh, on this particular topic, and that topic is Alex Jones. <laughs> so he is apparently paying people five thousand dollars, or at least saying he's going to pay five thousand dollars for anyone who, what says uh, Bill Clinton is a rapist on TV. I'll I mean, is that. that per? Is that per? time you've said it like i don't think so Bill Clinton think is a racist and then you could ra- say it rapist, again not racist a rapist yes. yeah and then and then the comment the, the the news person says something back to you and you blah 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 and then you say well yeah but bill clinton is a rapist is that ten thousand dollars no i think that's five thousand there's anyone oh, that's who a says ripoff. It. that's right. a ripoff because i'd get on fox news i mean that's and i'd say it like 10 times i think jeffy would definitely do this i mean that's what 12, oh my god 12 years of salary 13 I mean, I haven't done the math exactly, but it's a lot. It's a long time. Decades. Yeah. It's decades worth of salary for him. Um, so, I'm not here to talk about Glenn Beck. I'm here to talk about how Bill Clinton is a rapist. Uh, oh, wait a minute. We could say we have a show. Yeah, that's correct. On national television. Oh, my God. Bill Clinton's a rapist. Thank there you. Now, he's not, as far as we know. I mean, we, you know, we could be. There's never been proven. At least. Don't put um, the disclaimers out no, there. I mean, well, Bill Clinton is he a didn't say there couldn't be a disclaimer. He just oh, said that's yeah. true. You so I think it. we should submit these. I think so, too. Well, let's get 15 grand out. Absolutely. Bill Clinton is a rapist. Okay, Jeffy? Allegedly. Bill Clinton is a rapist. Or allegedly. Okay, so there you so, go. There you go. Uh, that's 15 grand right there from our, our guy, uh, Alex. I forgot that we had a show. <laughs> I legitimately was like, oh, man, that would be funny. We could go down to like a TV station. Wait a minute. We have a show. We're on TV right now. <laughs> Uh, he's also defending, apparently, uh, Trump's sexuality. On his radio show on Tuesday, he defended Trump, saying, Yeah, when a, when a woman is jumping on you, that's the whole point. <laughs> well, let's watch. I want to see what is. It. What's the whole point? I don't point? know. Let's see. He, I'm right. sure the context proves everything. Globalist. Here it comes. 
But Alex Trump and really she's been in about, government. You know, women are jumping on me. They, you can just grab them. They love it. Yeah. Yeah, ask Tiger Woods. Yeah, when a woman's <laughs> jumping on you, that's the whole point. Ask Tiger what? Woods about that. He's had It's not experience. sexual assault if they're throwing themselves at you. And again, look. No, woman's no. cheeks turn red, they grab you. That means get to work. I don't have to. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you know, if you're a mammal. You know, God made us this way. I'm not. They've got all the fake Christians thinking sex is the only bad thing out there. And you know what? It's weird, if they too. stand up for some unborn babies, I'd be happy. Here's something wow, that I just realized having man. this conversation. Hey, well, with we do that, Fake Alex, Christians, once happy? you get the abortion ban, you can start talking about sex being evil all day. And I get it. Sex is important. You need to stay with your family and, have, and kids, and it's all good. No, you, but that's all you harp on because you know everybody's having sex. You want to make us all feel guilty like a bunch of Pharisees. Where's Christ when we need him with a bull whip to beat you upside the head? They tell us these stories that yeah. we evolved Wait, from primates that were, you know, primal animals, Who's essentially. The but then they want us to reject all of our primal animal instincts and demonize us for having them. You can't no. have it both ways. No, douche. Wow, that is some, that's some evil stuff. Mm. Holy cow. I mean, the guy claims to be a big Christian. And now he is bashing Christian principles of not denying your sexuality, controlling it, little douchebag. I don't know who that guy is, but who, is he? who the hell is that guy? Like they tell us, we we can't. Have, it's natural to no. have sex, and then no. they want us to not have sex. You can't have it both ways. No. Um, no. We all do every day. We, we want uh, you to control it and do it under the proper circumstances. Right, that's kind of the thing. You know, and it's, it's like, not us that we, want you to. It's they, Jesus. They tell us you have to go to the bathroom, and then I go pee in the middle of the hallway, and they're all mad. Yeah, that's you're supposed to go in the bathroom. I don't know what to tell you, dude. Uh, mm. The wow. time and a place. That's uh, pretty bad. That is a freaking That's bizarre. pretty bad. Uh, clip. I wanted to show you this one from yesterday, though, Pat. Good and stuff. You've seen this okay. before. It's Alex Jones screaming in a green, green so T-shirt. We should, we should just let it run one time so he sees it before, without the revelation. You know what I mean? Then we'll run it again. Okay, we'll, okay I, I, we can do that. All right. It's a green T-shirt clip. Watch it. Humanity's going to come together. Ah! Ah! We know we're under attack. We know it. We're breaking the conditioning. Ah! Ah! We're coming for you, globalist. Ah! Coming for you. Coming for you. We know what you're doing. Ah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just get fired up when I think about what they're doing to us and how I want to resist them. And how easy they are to defeat. <sighs> Excuse me. <laughs> I think my testosterone's going up. This, this happens every time I start working out a lot again. And I uh, swam two miles this morning pretty hard. And, Did you? Uh, yeah. Ate a big fat steak last night. Yeah. It's full of hormones, testosterone, and it's right. all right. So I'm going a little bit wild today, excuse me. All right, so I went running about 19 miles this morning, and uh, I got my testosterone going. Okay, we got to hear, I want you to notice this. As he starts screaming, the Mm -hmm. camera starts maniacally switching back and forth between cameras, Yeah. and he's always looking at the wrong camera. Always the wrong one. Watch, watch it again. All right. Humanity's going to come together. Ah! Ah! We know we're under attack! Coming for you, globalist. Coming for you. Coming for you. You know what you're doing. 
I love that. Sorry. Right, that is some weird stuff. stuff weird. Too. Get fired up when I think right, about what they're doing to us and how all the system. At the end, he finally holds the paper. And, and how says, easy they are to defeat. Looks out of the corner of his eye to make sure he's looking at the right camera. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> maybe you can plan that out a little better. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, no, maybe, you know, I, I don't know. That's Pat and Stu. Welcome. Um, this is kind of interesting. Bob Dylan has won the Nobel Prize for Literature. It's good for him. I love Bob Dylan. Uh, who doesn't? Thank uh, you. The answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind. The answer is blowing in the wind. <laughs> it's beautiful. Man, that was... Thank you. Almost. Was that not? Yeah, I, you couldn't tell. You thought a record was playing of Bob Dylan. Couldn't tell. Uh, <laughs> what? Why did he win the, this year's Nobel Prize? Because he's Bob Dylan. And he's going to be, say, 75. Very weird. A uh, 75-year-old U.S. songwriter had created new poetic expressions. There you go. Within the, new, within the great American song tradition, according to the Swedish Academy, who... Uh, Gives out the Nobel Prize. Uh, Dylan had been nominated in uh, the Nobel speculation for years, but few experts expected him to actually win, but he did. Yeah. Uh, Academy Permanent Secretary Sarah Danius said that while Dylan performs his poetry in the form of songs, there's, it's no different from the ancient Greeks, whose works were often performed to music. Bob Dylan writes poetry for the ear, she said, but it's perfectly fine to read his po- works as poetry. Right. Nobel Award is the latest accolade for a singer who has come a long way from his humble beginnings. It's Robert Allen Zimmerman, born in 1941 in Duluth, taught himself to play the harmonica, guitar, and piano. So he's going to get uh, 8 million kronar. What's doing you? Or $906,000. Jeez, <laughs> 8 million kronar. <laughs> Only $906,000. Wow. I love Dylan, though. I mean, I was forced to like him over the years, but I've grown to really enjoy Why, him. How, how were you forced? Ah, my first wife loved him. And so she forced me to like him. Your first so wife? Yeah, I went to a concert. So Amber is what, 17, 18, somewhere well, in there? Somewhere in there. Yeah, we don't, you don't really know, right? Hi, you, I, who counts? So you are a fan of like Dylan's Bob. music. I do like Bob. <laughs> one of my favorite songs, I think, one of my favorite songs by Bob Dylan is a, a song that's in a movie that you love. Which Pat is? Gray. One of your favorite movies of all time ends with my favorite Bob Dylan song. Which is what? Jerry Maguire. Really? Yeah. What's the ending uh, Dylan song? Uh, Crown of Thorns. Uh, um, hmm, I can't. I can't think of what that would be. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's almost the song. Sucks. You know, almost that, the song. that was the song. It doesn't matter 
What he's singing, that is the song. That's it. Right there. Oh, he's bad. I mean, so next time you watch Jerry Maguire, yeah, the very end, I will. I'll pay Shelter, attention. Shelter from the Storm is the last song, and that's Shelter from the Storm. Yeah. All right. I mean, I, I, I just, I know that he's an icon. I yeah. know everybody loves him. I just don't. First of all, he was before my time, so I don't really, you know, identify to his whole. But from what I understand, he's not the protest liberal progressive hippie anymore. He's, I don't think he is. I've heard he's first of all he converted to Christianity and. What, that was the 80s? A while ago, yeah. Early yeah, 80s? Jesus albums. Yeah. yeah. And, and so uh, he changed a lot then. But now, from what I, I, I just heard this recently, that he's really conservative. That's he's, very possible. He's as conservative as we are, supposedly. Oh. Now, that's uh, hard to believe. That. I mean, that's a total transformation. I don't know about that. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm sure, you know, you, look, Dylan's the guy that, uh, you know, he makes, you know, 8 million chronos. <laughs> Right. Well, and for just likes, winning the Nobel he's Prize, he's been on the never-ending tour. Right. He likes to yes. tour, so he's not yes. afraid to work and make money. Yeah. And he likes to just kind of, you know, walk the streets in his hoodie and pretend that he's nobody when he's not uh, when he's not performing. So it's possible. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. Love to talk to him about it. Uh, I bet he'd never come on our show, but I'd, I'd love to. No, because even him about if it. I, oh my gosh, be interesting. Even you? if he was. Let's say let's let's give him the outside shot that he that let's he's say now he is. changed. Does he want he got that announced by the conservative bug, Bob Dylan on Glenn Beck? They take, oh, come on, they'll I take away his that. Nobel Prize. Oh my God, they'll burn, <laughs> <laughs> they'll burn down everything, Dylan. <laughs> All right. Uh, last night on the Vault, uh, Glenn talked about uh, Thomas Paine, one of our founding fathers, and the French Revolution, and he took out some artifacts from the vault and showed us those and explained the whole French Revolution and Thomas Paine thing. Here's a look if you missed it. On one of the episodes, I'm going to show you what we have in the vault with um, the edits on the truth about George Washington and how um, you get farther and farther away from the man, the more the people think they know who he was. This is the Last Men of the Revolution. Um, this was a book written, I, I don't have to tell you any more than just this, on page four. The present is the last generation that will be connected by a living link with the great period in which our national independence was achieved. Our own are the last eyes that will look on men who looked on Washington. Our ears will be the last that will hear the living voices of those who heard his words. The importance of reading the eyewitnesses instead of the people who are giving you gobbledygook in universities, the people who think they know better than the people who actually saw it and heard it. How do you find the truth? It's basically what, com what common sense was about with Thomas Paine. This is a a copy of Thomas Paine's Common Sense. This was so popular, 75% of everybody, everybody in America, 75% had read Common Sense by the time we hit the American Revolution. It is this pamphlet that um, gave us the Declaration of Independence that make people say, yeah, that makes sense. That's Common Sense. 
And this is why we said what's happening in our country is wrong. And we want to be British. But the king keeps pushing us down. We should be free. Because there are a few things that we find self-evident. That all men are created equal. Thomas Paine knew the truth. And he wove it in such a fashion that people could understand it, they could digest it, they could read it, they could stand and say, that makes sense. That's right. That's what we should do. This came out and gave us the Declaration of Independence in the summer of 1776. But by the winter of 1776, nobody wanted to actually do anything about that common sense anymore. Now everybody was like, whoa, 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 I didn't know we were actually going to have to go to battle for all of this. Yeah, you're taking on Great Britain. Yeah, we're going to have to go to battle. And nobody wanted to be a part of it anymore. Uh, Payne called them the Sunshine Patriots, the people who... The people who were in the summertime when times were good and everybody was warm and fat and sassy. Oh, everybody wanted to be a part of it. But now when it's winter, now when it starts to get trouble, now that the work is actually hard, now nobody wants to come. If it wasn't for Thomas Paine, we would not have the Declaration of Independence, I contend. If it wasn't for Thomas Paine, we also wouldn't have had George Washington cross the Delaware. But if it wasn't for Thomas Paine, we also wouldn't have the example of how to find the truth. I'll get to that in a second. Obviously not a drum like this. This one's for, from probably 1950 or, or slightly earlier. But on the head of a drum, Thomas Paine wrote uh, The American Crisis. And we all know the words of The American Crisis, I think. Um, but we may not know the story. Thomas Paine was marching in the mud, and Washington had lost every single battle from July 4th all the way to Christmas Eve. We had lost everything. We had lost the entire uh, Northeast, all the way from Maine to Pennsylvania. And our people in Congress in Philadelphia were running like little girls they were afraid the king was going to get them, and Washington was going south. He had crossed the Delaware going south. He was now on the Pennsylvania side. And somewhere was Thomas Paine, and he was hearing the march and the drum. And words kept going through his head. These are the times that try man's soul. He asked the drummer, could I have the head of your drum? Because he didn't have any paper. And he wrote these words on the head of a drum. These are the times that try men's souls. The summer soldier and the sunshine patriot will, in this crisis, shrink from the service of their country. But he who stands by it now deserves the love and the thanks of man and woman. Tyranny, like hell, is not easily conquered. Yet we have this consolation with us, that the harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. That which we obtain too cheap, we esteem too lightly. Boy, isn't that true? It is dearness only that gives everything its value. He rolled up the head of the drum and he gave it to a writer and said, get this printed and get it to George Washington. And he did get it to George Washington. 
And George Washington, when he read it, he wept. And that is what got the men into the boats to be able to go across the Delaware, where we had our first victory on Christmas Eve, 1776. Now, here's the other thing that happened with Thomas Paine. And it's really fascinating because they're both patriots and both of them knew the truth. They both knew the American Revolution was special and needed to happen and was right. He knew that some things are self-evident. But Thomas Paine also was probably the weakest in his faith. He later um, became America's first famous atheist. He didn't believe in God. In fact, Ben Franklin chewed him out. Ben Franklin was like a dad to him. And um, when he when he wrote his um, book on uh, his faith and atheism, uh, Ben Franklin said, how dare you? How dare you? You were there. You saw not the finger. You saw the whole hand of God save us. How could you possibly say that? And beside, you can deny God, but it is God-fearing people who gave you the right to say there is no God. So we all kind of need each other, Thomas. The episode, remember, is how do you find truth? And what was happening here at that time was also happening on the other side of the planet. There was another revolution. And this revolution was the French Revolution. These are really old etchings uh, of the... French Revolution, and this is um, uh, this is the storming of the Bastille, which the Bastille is the big prison, or was the big prison um, over in in England. Here is the beheading of King Louis. Here you see him up, and they're about to ready to to behead him in front of the palace. This one is important, not for what it is, but for what it reminds me of. The, Ameri- or the French Revolution um, desecrated churches a great deal, but churches had been made into an arm of the government, so churches weren't really even churches. And the desire of the people for vengeance and blood and to overturn everything that had been jammed down their throat took place in the churches. They did everything they could to those churches to desecrate them. Um, The Church of Notre Dame, um, they had uh, sacrifices and um, uh, orgies and sex on the altar of the Church of Notre Dame. It had become ugly in France. Huh. Okay. Uh, Great show. Uh, Make sure you check that out. The Vault. Uh, Five o'clock Eastern. Triple eight seven two seven back. Patents too. You know, the fact is your current phone carrier is using your money to undermine your beliefs. What? Yeah. I mean, 
I didn't what? even know this until recently. Did you? No, actually, I was fascinated when we met with them. I was, I, I was like, what? I was blown away. And the money they're talking about, like $80 million. I'm like, holy crap. Uh, companies that, in some cases, some of them are the really big ones. In other cases, some of the really big money has been spent by a company I've never heard of. I, had you heard of them? No, I had not. Anyway, they're you know they're fighting for Planned Parenthood. They're fighting for Hillary Clinton. They're fighting for just about everything you don't believe in. Luckily, there's an alternative now. It's called Patriot Mobile. These guys are fantastic. They offer nationwide talk and text with high-speed 4G LTE data at really competitive prices, lower than what you're paying now. So I I, I don't want you to think oh you see competitive because it's more. No, it's less and. <laughs> Five percent of your monthly bill to a conservative organization of your choice, like the NRA or FreedomWorks. Same quality service, the latest, greatest phones, the iPhone 7. And they'll even pay if you're locked into one of their uh, stupid, stinking contracts for two or three years. In some cases, they'll pay up to three fifty at three hundred and fifty dollars in fees to switch you to a mobile company that supports your conservative values that you believe in. So go to PatriotMobile.com or give them a call right now at 877-367-7524. 877-367-7524 or online at PatriotMobile.com slash blaze. Uh, apparently, some discussion began yesterday while I was out about uh, NFL football this weekend involving the Seahawks and uh, the Falcons. Is that how this? I, I guess. Yeah, these two started? have been these two have been battling back and forth. So they uh, they ran it through the boss. Hold, and, on, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, mm-hmm. How long does it take you at the end of the day to close all these tabs? Just Don't worry about curious. the tabs. Okay. I have open. All right. Sorry. What were the, uh, oh yeah. So uh, yeah, the Falcons and Seahawks. The, that's my team and Matthew's team, mm-hmm. uh, and they're they're playing this weekend. And so we decided we would have a little bet. We decided we want to make it a little more interesting. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Right. Are we going to have a fight club? Like uh... well, that's not very no. fair for totally Keith. Kick my ass. Stop. No. Oh, that's no, that's not yeah. That would that would not be good for mm-hmm. for our phone door, Keith. <laughs> Um, so so you, need, you need to update that uh, that title, by the way. What <laughs> it would be just dork? Thank you very much. What ha- what have we come up with? Yeah, here? what are we doing? Well, we thought we would uh, fill up this bucket of ice here, or bucket here with ice, and let it melt just to the point where it's just it's really cold water. Ice water, mm-hmm. yeah, ice water. Yeah, you get to dump it on the other person. That's, a, that's a good shorthand way of saying that. I have to remember that. What do you call it again? Ice water. Ice water. I'm gonna remember yeah. that. Anyway, and uh, we thought we would just dump it on the other one's uh, head. We're or? gonna do this on the air. I mean, absolutely. Do you think water is enough? I think there should be, I don't mm. know, pig's blood or something in there. Well, it's a white jersey. I wouldn't want to ruin it. I wore Sherman just. So for you're you, already by the way. planning on losing. No, but I'm. I'm not an idiot. There's a chance. The Falcons are pretty there's good. There's a really good chance. The Falcons are pretty there's a, good. There's a really good chance. Yeah, and this yeah. is an outright win, okay? It's a six-and-a-half-point no, advantage. Uh, See, I need to go buy a crappy jersey like that That's so right. I don't they ruin my... a crappy Chris well, Chandler jersey. If you were going to buy a crappy jersey, then okay, you'd be wearing that So Monday Falcons. we at least dump the, the cold water or ice on you, and then... And then what? Should we set... The person on fire, and then that way it's yeah. Maybe we put that gasoline in so there. So it'd be good, and then the we just water. throw matches at you and huh. see what happens. 
Blaze? Maybe nothing will. I don't know. Would that be behind the paywall at theblaze.com? Or is that going to be on air? We just thought you might have some more cruel, you know. Is it like, is it at least a Sunday night game, or is it just... No, of course it's Sunday not. A, it's just a, a 305 game. Central kickoff on yeah. Sunday afternoon. Because okay. why wouldn't they make it? A- I mean, that one should have been. A- All right. Hmm? So, so Monday we will do we will do the payoff, and whoever lost will have something dumped on them. Okay. Yeah. So just right. leave it mysterious. Up, I mean, maybe maybe more than maybe ice more than water. just water. Ranch dressing yeah. or something. Maybe more than yeah, 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 sure. Ranch dressing. Right? <laughs> Ranch dressing. Is that all we're talking about, guys? I was <laughs> thinking like battery acid. Nah, we're a little banged up in Atlanta, <laughs> so I don't know that we want to be pushing it too far here. <laughs> I mean, battery acid. You could pour that as long as you just pour that directly on it. Do you have hurt. battery acid? Right? It doesn't. Hydrochloric hurt. acid, maybe. Yeah, um, that stuff doesn't hurt. What do you have access to in your torture chamber? Maybe you could bring something no, in. I don't think you should ask that question. If the Falcons win, I mean. I'll call you Sunday night. I have been hmm? instructed not to answer questions like that <laughs> live on the air. All right, we'll see you All on right. Monday. Yeah, okay, we'll see you way. Monday. Thank you. We'll be looking forward to that. I think maybe like they should punch each other in the face or something. I like that one. Um, yeah, maybe. Maybe. We'll yeah, come up with something punch. more than just the water, yeah, though. I, mean, I don't think the water is enough. I think there's got to be something else. should be something yeah. with long-term consequences. Yes. Least, you know, Something crippling. Something that cripples one of them, right? Right. Right. (laughs) Let's do this. Let's do this. uh, Let's do it right. Crowbar to the knee. Maybe we take off one of their legs. I mean, chainsaw. You'll lose weight. It is a way. Sunday night talked about this. Okay. You you want to talk about a diet? Uh, Uh One of the fastest ways to lose Uh, weight is just cutting a limb off. Cut off a limb. Uh, Metatash Industries will do that for you. Maybe. Um, they're, they're very talented. Maybe you people. take off like a left leg and a right arm, something oh. like that. Man, you are walking down the model runway. Look at that then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's an interesting look. It's an yeah. interesting look. Uh, Maybe, you know what? It's a football game, so I mean, I, I like the crowbar, the baseball bat to the knee. But a football game, maybe uh, you know the loser has to take a uh, football thrown at him. Uh, I have an idea. You have a son that was a professional football player. I do. What if we take the loser? Put him in a field somewhere and have your son tackle them as hard as he can. I am a fan of that. That's a legitimate football uh-huh. thing to do, and uh, I think it works well within. Your the... son doesn't live here, though. That's kind of no. A I know, and he just he's down in Florida for a week too. Well, we fly him in. I mean, well, I, when I say when I say that, I mean the loser of the bet flies them in, flies them in, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. just you look. Alice would be. A fan I mean, look, he's an offensive player. How bad can it be? Right? 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 See? He, he doesn't that. normally tackle people, right? so right. maybe he doesn't even know how. Maybe not. Maybe I he'll just give him a big hug. I don't think All right. All right. Now, Seems fair. Lost be fun. It'll be good. All right. Are, are you guys aware that uh, Prager University is having, uh, is at, at the receiving end of censorship from YouTube? I, ha- I hadn't heard about this. Is this true? What? I feel like all these scandals usually don't wind up playing out. Is that I, actually true? I, I don't know that Prager would be complaining about this if it weren't true. Um, they say that YouTube is censoring 21 videos, placing them under restricted mode. Uh, so families and schools enable restricted modes in order uh, to keep inappropriate language and explicit adult sexual content away from children, not to prevent them from watching animated, age-appropriate educational videos what? on topics from ranging from economic... I mean, none of Prager University's videos are, are inappropriate for kids. No. None of them. None of them. Families can watch all of these. They're, they're on economics, history, happiness, philosophy. In response to an official complaint PragerU filed, Google specialists defended their restriction of the videos 
saying we don't censor anyone, although they do take into consideration what the content of the video is and what the focus of the video is. Wow. So I'd like to know which specific videos have been put under the restricted mode. Jeff, you've dealt a lot with this in your business dealings, uh, you know, restricted videos, uh, censored material, Mm. uh, things Uh, not allowed on YouTube. As well as those are some of the things we've moved to the dark side. The dark net. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. You had to move some of it there? I mean, I can explain to you what was in the videos if you'd like. No, but, we don't uh, need that. No, we don't need I'm, that. I doubt, seriously, that Prager, uh-huh. same thing. No, it's not the same thing. No. I, I guarantee it's not the same thing. <laughs> they have different standards, I would say, than Jeffy. The dark net, a lot of people, I don't think even know what that is. What, what is that? You don't want to know. If I tell you, then you're going to... Then what? Then you, do you know what? No, I don't if know I what. I tell you... Then what? Then someone's going to have to kill you. <laughs> no, seriously, is that where, I mean, criminal activity happens? I think so. A lot of what ha- goes I think on? it's a lot of hacking. Yes. It's uh, selling information. It's, it, I mean, the, 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 the technical uh, part of it I could not fully explain. And every time I talk to someone who uh, knows this, this world, computer. they're like, guys, oh, never talk about that again. Yeah, you're so stupid. It's like, it's like gun experts. They're the same as gun experts. Like, oh, how do you say magazine instead of clip? Yeah. <laughs> Never talk about guns again. Oh, so they're not worried about people being curious and trying to find it. They're worried about the fact that we didn't say right. it exactly right. Correct. And I'm admitting I don't know anything about yeah, it. I don't know anything about it. I anyway. honestly didn't even know it existed until recently. Right. It's like so you're not you're not typing in like it's not like you can go to like darkweb.net and get there. It's it's like you got to be. I, I mean, I would say. Like it's a lot of uh, peer-to-peer stuff, right? And like uh, file sharing stuff, and 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 uh, and if you're a uh, a person who knows how to do that, like I would not, I would not be able to go on my computer right now and have any idea how to get to it. Like it's not like I could just type in a certain web address that's going to pop up. Like you have to know what you're doing, and I don't. But I mean, it's like where a lot of yes, a lot of illegal activity happens. It's a lot of the um, sharing of like hacked information, identity theft. Um, happens. There were sites that people talked about it being the dark web, like that. Was that Silk Road that was around for a while? Jeffy, you'd know. Um, and it's like uh, you could don't sell. Don't ever talk about this again. You could sell. <laughs> thank you. You wow. could sell drugs. People. There was right. like things that you know. You could sell actual like legitimate drugs. You could say um, people put on things like, uh, "Hey, ten thousand dollars to you know kill my yes. you know coworker." Oh, that's creepy. Um, all sorts of stuff like that was on there. That got shut down by the by I guess the U.S. government eventually. Luckily, we don't have any control over the internet anymore, so uh, that won't be yeah, a problem that's in the nice. future. That, yeah, that is the good. Well, thing. Well, we gave it to people that kinda do. I mean, they're not restricted kinda. by the First Amendment yeah. or anything else, but you know, mm-hmm. hey, hey, though. They said they'd be okay. Right. I'm guys, sure never talk about that again. About you guys don't know enough about the dark web to be uh, talking about that on, <laughs> on the internet. I, 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 on television, you guys don't even know. Well, I hope you know more about this than what you talk about. Or taxes. Yes, we do. <laughs> Feel free. Yes, we're telling you in advance. We don't know much about this, and that you should look at that honestly as a character. Uh, uh, you know, that's a that's not a, a bug. It's a feature, it's not a, a bug, bonus. right? It's uh, you know, Jeffy. You know, look, he swims in these circles, uh, yep. and is you know a horrible person. In, in every conceivable way, uh, <laughs> in, in any, every topic, um, he's bad. He's, so he's a terrible guy. Um, you know, people. <laughs> uh, you almost feel bad for him looking at him from that angle. Decided. <laughs> don't, don't touch me. Do not touch All me. All right, more patents do. This is you know inevitable. 
I don't feel bad for you, to be clear. I, I don't care what angle it is. There's never an angle where I feel bad for you. According to ABC News, a man posing as a delivery person in San Francisco hid his resume in a box of donuts and delivered it. <laughs> that, is, what? that is adorable and so, so creative. That is awesome. Um, the, the, the shticky resume delivery has been something I, that, that's gone on for a while. That's been that's nothing new. That's been going no, on not. for a really long time. He most resumes end up in trash. Mine ends up in your belly. That's good. I mean, you know, it's cute. Maybe it hasn't been done for a while, but right. Sometimes it gets your attention. I mean, the big one was what? Send your resume with, with a trash can, so you got something to throw it in. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, and then you know, we. I mean, everybody used to do this. We used to send like radio tapes that yeah. way. You'd send the tape in a pizza delivery box or you know yeah. whatever. And, and you send it with a hundred dollar bill, and yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of cute little taglines you use, but. He said he knew it might be written, just written off, and I didn't gra- didn't graduate university here, or I didn't have work experience in the United States. So he began his research by finding a good bakery. Then he had some lunch. I ordered a burger from the Postmates just to check how they do the delivery from the Postmates. Yeah, that's talking a- about the post. Office, yeah. yeah post, post, no, Postmates people. is a uh, an app, like a Uber for oh, deliveries. Okay. Essentially, like you can order food, they'll deliver you. You know, you, they'll right. run to you know a CVS for you and bring you stuff. Now, this is mostly in like New York. But then, Stu, he dressed as a donut delivery man <laughs> and really went the extra mile. Do donut he, delivery men have a look? <laughs> yes. And are there donut delivery men? Because <laughs> yes. if that's true, apparently the answer to all of these questions is. <laughs> Yes, because then he hand-delivered donuts to top executives with his resume inside. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Hey, tell us how it went. Are you still, in, are you still delivering donuts? Or? Yeah, this is a good, cheesy story. Uh, he hand-delivered them, and he said most of the, most of the time they're shocked. They're like, how did you get into the building? But after a few bites, they were receptive. How did you get in the building? If somebody walks up to your building with a box of donuts, you let them in. <laughs> whack, whack. Okay. This is horrible. So, so he's done this like 40 times. Out of 40 deliveries, he got 10 interviews. That's a good ratio. That's pretty good. That's a good ratio. Hey, one good. guy said it sounds like he's a real go-getter, willing to do whatever it takes to get a job. <laughs> I'd hire him. Why don't you? So we don't have to do the story. Don't <laughs> 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 uh, Traffic and weather together coming up every three minutes on the fours. In just a few minutes. And uh, the latest coming up from One Republic in just a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good story. I yeah, like it. This is cute. I like donuts. donuts. Yeah. I know. Let's get back to the whole donut delivery yeah, thing. Why, oh, don't why don't we have donuts? Why don't we have donuts? Why the hell? Why? We've got a donut, donut delivery donuts. story 
and yet we have no donuts. But how could they donuts. predict? How could they? I'll tell you this: if somebody did this with us, they brought us donuts, and the resume was under it, he'd be hired immediately. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is probably true because we're fat. That's uh, why. I mean, we had we like one donuts. guy make us a huge lunch, and he's still at the top of the list. <clears throat> <laughs> that's right, long time ago. Oh, I mean, Andrew, little, uh, our right. producer, brings us donuts like every other day. We used to chant the guy's name. He, yeah, was, so, donuts, he was so popular that, with us. I mean, he brings us just a couple. Mm-hmm. Well, how many do you want? More than a couple. I mean, I, honestly, how many how many donuts have you ever put down at one time? You ever, what's your max donut intake for, Holy crap. for a uh, sitting? Seriously? It's a number I'm so not, high, I can't even count. I'm, I'm not saying, like, in theory, if you were trying to. But, like, you, you go to, like, let's say, we've had this happen before. We do these uh, shows uh, tour, uh, stage shows. You go backstage. There's a catering area. Mm-hmm. Let's just say you've been back there alone, without feeling bad. Without alone, no one else without is in there. Feeling bad, and, and you just start popping donuts. How many are you popping? Like, what's I'm you, bored. Yeah, like you're bored. You're uh, hungry at some level. Are they Krispy Kreme? Yeah, I think Krispy Kreme's a are good example because you could eat the maximum yeah. of those. I wouldn't I, say they're warm. I, man, can I warm them up in a microwave? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, it's a fair. I mean, it's a fair. Thirty. <laughs> oh, I, I, I would guess that I'm with you. Thirty? Well, because, well you really only you heat. Could not look, eat thirty look, donuts. You're eating, look, you're eating fifty. You're eating fifteen of them. You're eating on the way to the microwave, and then you're eating the one that gets uh, on the way to the microwave. Yeah, because when you when you take one in the microwave, you got to have one to eat on the way. I will say, I, I couldn't put. Down me, so 30. you're eating that so one, one cold. Is, okay, so not and you're not you're eating fifteen on, the on one trip to the no, microwave. No, then you put one in the microwave and you're mm-hmm. heating it up. So you're eating it, and you still only keep one in the hand because if somebody walks in, you know, you only got one donut in your hand. But then when you finish that, you go back to the donuts. You're I don't two. care about that. You're I, eating this one. I don't care about <laughs> that. That is the thing. I mean, I don't care how many people see me eating it. So I, you're, so that you're, doesn't bother. A me. lot of people are around you. You're eating thirty donuts. In front Unless of it's my wife, that right. would bother well, me because she, she'd start yakking at me. I know. Me. Right. Okay. So. I want you to be around. How many of those have you had? Yeah, how many? So, I have not counting. So I have twenty-five. How many do you really think you could eat? Honestly, Jeffy, I think I could do ten. I was gonna say I was gonna say eight. I think I could do. Now 10. I could probably force ten down, maybe yeah. if I'm like really like now I'm tr- but now I'm turning into like you know the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Like I'm doing it intentionally to eat maximum. Like, yeah, what, 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 what can I there's eat? And just like I just want to eat how you know of donuts. I think I could do eight. I could probably get through a dozen if like. I was forcing myself. If I'm just eating and, and kind of not thinking about it, maybe four or five. But if you're really yeah, like without effort, four or through, five. without oh, effort, yeah. four, you know, right? Like like four donuts. Like back it, when I was in training, yeah, uh, you know, easy ten, easy, easy ten, yeah, to 12. ten, ten for sure. But are you <laughs> saying like passively, like because like. Because like, there's three levels here. I'm just I walk into a room. There's donuts there. I'm not thinking about. It, I'm not trying to prove anything. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just eating what I want to eat. I'm yeah. going to eat probably four donuts. Well, I've told you, I've told you about the Yale Harvard game before, right? When Glenn and I were doing the, we did the Yale Harvard <laughs> game when we worked in Connecticut. Every year, Yale and Harvard played. Well, every other year they played New right. Haven at the Yale Bowl, which is a pretty nice stadium. Yeah, yeah I've, been a, to, I've been to that game before. It's yeah. what sixty thousand or something. I mean, I don't know if it's that big, but is it's it nice. not that big? It's, yeah, you're probably right. It's older, it, but it's older, and it's but it's it's a nice stadium. Yeah. And it was a big deal when Yell and, Yell and Harvard played. But there was this freezing rain on the day of. And we prepared this whole thing, you know, for listeners to come and have hot dogs and, and 
everything with us, and and it, like nobody came. Right. Literally, no one came because it was about. 32 degrees, <laughs> and it just, I mean, a freezing, Sleet, nasty, rain. sleety oh, rain the whole awful. game. Yeah. So it was miserable. So Glenn and I are just eating hot dogs because mm-hmm. that's all there was to do. Right, Nobody okay. to talk to, no listeners this to see. This is perfect. This is a perfect example. It was example. a perfect right. example. So how many hot dogs could I power through? Just I wasn't even trying to. Right. I just was hungry. Not trying to set a record. I'm bored. Easy, Tim. N- not 12 hot dogs. Uh, yes, yeah. I, I ate one dozen yeah. delicious hot dogs Those at are, Yale Harvard. I got to tell you, too, when it's cold. And I wasn't even fat then. You know, I was I was 30 <laughs> years old at the time or 28. When it's cold and rainy like that, though, and those those hot dogs are fresh like that, yeah. that's when they're the best. What was, oh, what they was, were so good. What was what did Glenn do? Do you remember? I don't think he there? did 12, but he did. He did a bunch. He did eight or 10. Probably. So that's like kind of the three levels here. You have like yeah. the base level where like I would, you know, because if I go in and like there's people around and I'm trying to control myself, I'll eat a donut. If I'm, tr- you know, if I'm just like, I don't care, I'm just going to do what I want, I'll eat four or five donuts. Mm-hmm. If I am in that mode of like, I'm going for it, mm-hmm. but not I- trying to, not trying to be Kobayashi. Like I'm not trying right. to like, you're set not trying to set Joey a record. Chestnut. I'm not trying to do that. I'm just saying like, yeah. I'm going to eat until my, my heart's content. My stomach's good. I probably could get to. Between six and eight, I think. I, I got, donuts I think or I, hot dogs? Uh, donuts. How many hot dogs could you put? I down? wouldn't. I mean, I. I mean, I do have the uh, hot dogs that I still eat. The, Those the are nasty. Ones. Though. No, they're, they're actually just, good. Pat's talking about real. Hot no, dogs. I mean, when you were when you ate hot dogs, <laughs> right. how many could you put down? I don't know. Were you not a big hot dog fan? Not a huge hot dog fan, but I'd eat them. I was, yeah, six or seven, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Like I, it's like, it, but like, if you're trying to set a record, maybe I could get to twelve. Like I get to twelve right. donuts probably if I'm really trying. But I mean, I feel like eight is that number where it's. But why like, would you try to set a record? You know? I don't know. Like if we were doing it on the show or something, like yes. you know, like okay, okay, like how many can you eat in an hour or whatever? Yeah. Uh, wow, I'd be sick after that. Yeah. Well, that's part of the problem, right? Back in in in, in when you're in training, when I was in training to be the to thousand be pound the man, fattest person alive. Yeah, when I was in training to be the fattest guy on earth, <laughs> to be craned out of my home. Uh, <laughs> I love that because you always say, "When I was in training." And I think people forget that that's the thing you were training for, <laughs> was to well, become the fattest living I, human being. Well, a lot of people I, probably think you were in, like, boot camp. I appreciate you being so helpful in reminding them that that's exactly... Because <laughs> you have that you know, storied military uh, history that like, yeah, people might think that's the training you're good talking word. about. Well, no, I'm not talking about that training now. That's a different, okay. completely different training. Yeah, don't bring up that training. He Why doesn't like to up, think about I it. I mean, holy crap. <laughs> I All right, mean, so how many, honestly, we're having guys, fun talking about if we gave you an hour <laughs> right now, we started out, we get an, an hour, hour, an hour, how many, do, how many Krispy Kreme donuts did you eat? Oh, at least a couple dozen. A couple, no, really? No, you couldn't. That's not true. In an hour? No, yes. you couldn't. There's no at way you could get to two dozen donuts. You could not. I'll agree with you simply because you're going to say, well, let's bring them in here and see it, and I don't want to eat it. Well, because you're on a good run with your eating right now, that's but, why. Uh, right. No problem. Because, I mean, how many times have you gone to, the, gone you to get donuts for the 20, family and you always 24? buy an extra dozen for the drive home? <laughs> no, you don't. You always don't. <laughs> this is what I'm trying to tell you. Always buy an extra dozen I for will the drive say, home. I do this. <laughs> I mean, that's a rule of thumb. <laughs> when I'm in my... Uh, no, no, not for most people. You'll be surprised to find. Really? Isn't. Yeah. No, when I'm in weird. my... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Because I have three types of days that I always say. Like the day I'm eating like diet-like, right, where I'm, I'm actually trying to eat healthy. Then there's the normal day where like you eat like a normal human being, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like you're not trying to eat light. 
And then there's Thanksgiving days. And right. Thanksgiving to right. me comes, you know, 40, 50 times a year, where I'm like, it's not once, where I'm just eating whatever I want. And, and it's not even whatever I want. It's like the maximum amount I can eat. You know, it's not oh, like that. I stop when I'm full, because that's a no- like, I'll even count that as a normal day. The, the, and, and I might eat something bad, like I might have a, a dessert and it's an ice cream sundae. But no, even when I'm full, I will eat another ice cream sundae, because so I think good. to myself... It, tomorrow I can't do this. I got to do it now. Yeah. Right. So in that mode, when I'm in Thanksgiving mode, you know, I'm on my way back. Like I'll go. Like the other day, I, did, I had a thanks. My most recent Thanksgiving day, which is a few days ago. <laughs> <laughs> I was coming back from. I, I I didn't have any good desserts in the house. It was like nine o'clock at night, and I thought to myself, I need to go out and get a dessert because it's mm. tomorrow. I'm gonna have to eat mm-hmm. right. You know, so I want to get this out of my system, get which it. never before, gets out of your you gotta system. You got to get it out of your system before midnight. Before midnight. Then it doesn't count. Right, then it doesn't count. So I go out and I get a, a dessert. And as I'm driving back home, I'm thinking to myself, well, that's Burger King right there. I mean, it's they right have there. too. They, they, they have gone through the trouble of opening up their establishment and making food <laughs> all day. And I haven't even stopped in. Be an insult. Not so to. Well, I, have, of course, had to swing into Burger King and get a uh, what I, I was actually thinking of getting the mac and Cheetos that we tried. Uh, however, they are no longer available on oh, the menu. Oh, that would hurt. Uh, so then I went with uh, the, the, the uh, veggie burger thing that they have with cheese on it. It was delicious. So I got that. Mm-hmm. I ate that on the way home. And then I ate my dessert. Which happened to be three cookies and ice cream, um, with, with the ice cream on top. It was like hot cookies, uh, and I ate that when I got home. So to my wife, All I just had, had the, the cookies. cookies, right? But to me, I knew on the way home. See, that's why I'm telling you why the, the rule of thumb is you buy the extra dozen for the drive home because once you get in the house, then once you, you feel walk bad in the house, it. yeah, mm-hmm. you can still eat a couple out of that new box, and it's still like the only ate two. Right, and it's not, it's not like as if someone would tell you you can't eat it. It's just like embarrassing. Like it's path- you just yeah, realize you just how pathetic you are. So you're like sneaking through an extra drive-through <laughs> to eat it on the way home. It's just pathetic, and you know it's pathetic, but it never it outweighs matter. how good that food is. It doesn't tastes. matter. It they doesn't always say, matter. Oh, you know what? Uh, nothing tastes as good as skinny. Yeah, it does. All of it does. It all does. <laughs> all of it tastes better than skinny. Every little crappy pea, every yep. donut that's stale, every muffin that like is two days old, it all tastes better than skinny. Think about it. I just did. And you're right. More patent stew coming up. Now, I confirmed it with a scientific yep. test like that? Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pat and Stu, uh, uh, Trump is on TV right now claiming uh, that this is the biggest pile-on in American history, what's happening now with uh, these women. Well, everything uh, everything about on. him is the biggest of that. Everything. Right? Right. So. Absolutely everything. So pathetic. But we have some fun uh, to finish off the show. The Star Wars Rogue One trailer. Yeah. This is the third one. Apparently, this is... Uh, Makes it look. I mean, the it it makes the movie look the best of all three that have been released. I've heard so some far. negative things about it. Though. Oh, you have? Yeah, the, the movie like, or the trailer? The trailer. They just think like it looks cheesy. It's a lot of people I saw online really? saying that. Yeah, it doesn't look good. Oh, That's well, what they said about the out. second one too. I think. Mm. Let's see. So, we're going to see for ourselves, and then we'll decide. Here it is. 
Whatever I do, I do it to protect you. So you understand? I understand. All that remains to push back the empire. I think he might be able to help us. When was the last time you were in contact with your father? What is this? It appears he is critical to the development of a super weapon. If my father built this thing, we need to find him. All right. How many do I need? They are requesting a call sign. It's um. That we are dealing with here is immeasurable. If the Empire has this kind of power, what chance do we have? We have hope. Rebellions are built on hope. Every uh, hero of a Star Wars movie must now be female. Yeah. They must all. The central hero must be a girl. Hunger Games made that happen. Is that what made? Yeah. And it seems like a lot of movies are going that direction. I, uh, I don't know. That looks good, though. I mean, uh, it looks okay. That's all right. Yeah, I looks mean, fine. I, I mean, now this is the story of them getting the plans to yeah. kill the Death Star. So this is from, like, way back in the story. Yeah. Before right. the first one. A while ago. One, or, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. right around the first one yeah. time. During the first one, somewhere in there, yeah, like Star Wars, one and a half, something like that. Do you get royalties for Jabba the Hutt, there, Jesse? 